92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. I've got my brother Travis with me as always. This is our sidetrack for our stills episode, the stills that is, and we are bringing another album from the same year. We've been hanging out in 2003, dude, for like three weeks now. Uh, This is a band called Long Wave, and we're going to cover some songs from their album, The Strangest Things. Not to be confused with Stranger Things. Dude, do you think Long Wave could like sue Netflix and stuff? No, dude. The Strangest Things. Netflix isn't, you know, that that show's not about the strangest things. It's about things that are a little bit strange. Stranger. Stranger Stranger. than normal, you know? Stranger Um, than normal. Well, Q, we're also going to do something a little bit different today. For a side for for a sidetrack at least. There's this band that I've been trying to like sneak into the podcast for a while now, and it doesn't feel like they should get a full episode. It feels like they're more of a sidetrack band, but they're also like the perfect match for the stills and long wave. Like the like the three of these bands I think pair really well together. So we're just gonna do we're gonna play at least one track from this other group as well. So this is gonna be kind of a a double feature sidetrack is uh what we're gonna call it because you know typically sidetrack we focus on one artist maybe one song uh we're gonna sneak in another artist here so i'm debating on if i should just pretend like uh that embarrassing thing didn't happen on our stills episode or if you want to call me out dude yeah rookie mistakes man you know this is why i I, you know i always tell you you got to monitor your audio I know, man. I would have picked up on it. You would have heard it. But yeah, um, (laughs) I recorded, I I managed to record an entire episode using the built-in microphone from my my built-in webcam. If you haven't listened to last week's episode on the stills, fair warning, I sound sound like I'm, I don't know, talking to you from the other side of a Yeah, it sounded like you were were calling in from like your Nokia (laughs) phone from the... (laughs) <laughs> from the early 2000s or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Apologies. 
everyone. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't terrible. It just, you know. It wasn't terrible. We we all made it through. You sounded like, just like you were a call-in guest or something like that, which is, you know, whatever. We all made, we all yeah. made it through. But, um, but yeah, we did. We lost our what you heard, though, right? Because apparently your audio got so jacked up by the time we got to the what you heard that you had to scrap it. I mean, it's just funny how it was good timing that at least we got through the entire episode before it crapped out. All right, Q. So, you know, long wave. In, in the proper um, sidetrack format, let's just get right into it here. So, you know, there's probably not much to say about these guys, right? They were probably pretty short-lived. Um, well, so they were active from 1999 to 2008, and they actually reunited in 2018, and they released an album last year. Did you know that, dude? Yeah, I listened to it, and it was, you know, it was hit or miss, you know, like, okay, it was it was okay. So this was another band that was making its way downtown <laughs> in New York City around the same time as all those other great bands during that garage rock revival period of the early 2000s. Yeah, the Strokes. Lots of good bands Interpol. from New York, dude. The Strokes, yeah, Interpol, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fucking the Walkman. So they were all, I'm sure they were all in the same scene, man. Yeah. Um, and they released the album of theirs that we're familiar with is an album called The Strangest Things. Came out in 2003. And let's just say this, Q. Let's just say this. The intro song that played us in was the opening track, uh, Wake Me When It's Over. That is one of my favorite intros to any indie rock song, I think, ever. I'm right there with you, dude. It is one of those. I love a really slow, long build up in an intro before any singing starts. I love it when a band does that because I think, I mean, I think it really sets the the table, you know, sets the mood, especially when it's an opening track to the album, right? Dude, you know what is a great example of that? Interpol? Yes, man. Interpol's, their intro to turn on the bright lights is- Yeah, their opening track. Might be even higher on the list for all-time favorite song intros, man. Yeah, it's, what is it, Uh, Obstacle One? Or not Obstacle One, it's Untitled, I think. Untitled, yeah. 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 Um, Similar. Um, Yeah, and it sets the mood for the entire album. So Long Wave, um, that was the opening track that we played as our intro. And um, yeah, the funny thing is we're going to squeeze in three Long Wave songs in a way, but we're only going to really talk about one, right? Yeah, our outro is going to be one of the singles from The Strangest Things. Uh, I actually, I don't know. I don't, I don't know which ones are singles, dude. I'm assuming Everywhere You Turn was a single because it had a music video. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have that fade us out. So uh, let's just get right into the song, man. Um, so I'm going to play, we're going to jump all the way down to track 10. This song is called Exit. Drawn into 
it i love the bass in that i knew you would man shout out to i think his name is uh, pronounced mark mark marquesi david mark marquesi or mark marchesi mark, um marquise marquise something, something like, that. like that yeah sure but yeah um just another great example of of the music you know that belonged to that punk revival scene like the funny thing is a lot of times i mean we talked about it last week the stills you know they got compared to interpol and and whatnot Mm-hmm. And, you know, this song had Interpol-esque moments, but not to not to to make this about Interpol, but it just proves how amazing Interpol is, you know, because nobody did it. Nobody did it as effectively and, like, pitch perfectly as, as Interpol did. But as far as, like, the, the sound of the guitar and the bass player, I mean, Carlos D., the bass player from Interpol, is, like, he's, like, sort of the, you know, the secret sauce in a way. On Interpol, <laughs> or at least part of it, part of it, you know. Yeah, I mean but, that, um, and um, Paul Banks' voice, right. dude. Yeah, but anyway, um, I, what I like about this song is it's a little bit more has a little bit more of a darker tone than yeah than Wake Me When It's Over, or you know, especially um, what's it called? Wake Me, uh, the other one, the one we're gonna play as the outro. Everywhere you turn, yeah, everywhere you turn, yeah, that one's a little more upbeat. Definitely, it, like you said, if it's not a single. They they meant for it to be a single, or they probably intended it for it to, to to be a single because it just it sounds so more more poppy and packaged. And I'm just too lazy, dude, because I could I could just hop over to Discogs right now and, and name off all the singles on this album. But I'm just I'm just too lazy today. Well, you know, Q, that's understandable. And you know, who who cares? I I don't think we can talk about Longwave without mentioning his voice. I think is very similar to Julian Casablancas. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so his so lead singer Steve Schiltz. It's not as deep or in monotone. Not as deep, but there's some songs on here, dude. Uh, pool song, I think, sounds just like a Stroke song. Well, if they formed post two thousand one, formed in ninety nine. Okay, and well, and that's the Strokes thing. Were, Strokes were probably playing the playing the New York scene by then at that point, right? I, I mean, I think they may have. I mean, shit, they blew up like immediately. I think. Well, it says here Longwave actually toured with the Strokes. Really? At some point, yep. Did that we see them? Show. Did we ever see them? Live? No, dude. Okay. No. Because I know we've seen the Strokes a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would have remembered that, dude. Um, but yeah, Trev, you mentioned you got a song. I do. In mind. Another, another band to bring to the table. What you got for us? I do. Now, this is not from 2003. 
apologies for killing the streak, but this album came out in 2008. Uh, so, you know, same vein, post-punk revival, indie rock. Um, this band is called French Kicks. And guess what, Q? They also formed in New York City. Um, they're years active. So it's around this. It's the same. It's all the same um, era. They formed in 98 and they're active until 2009. So this is their last record. Really, there's not much to, to, to tell about them, which means I don't know much about them. So um, that's me basically getting out of having to read more right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, basically, this is their last record. It's their first self-produced album, which I think is interesting because I've listened to some of their older stuff and it is a little bit more like what they're saying, like stripped down. Because um, they were, it says here they were influenced by like hardcore more hardcore um, music, more hardcore bands from like the DC area. Some of them are from DC. Mm. Uh, and you know, the DC, Washington DC hardcore scene uh, was, is, is pretty well known. Um, but anyway, so yeah, let's just, uh, this was really hard for me to pick a song, but this one in particular, there's something that happens toward the end. So we're going to play it a pretty good chunk of the song. All right. So the name of this record is Swimming. And we're going to listen to All Our Weekends.
I liked that a lot. Really good. The way they uh, repeat that line right. through the end of the song, that's really cool. Right. The um, It's just a really pretty song, you know, like really yeah. intimate, really um, the way that they close the song by just repeating what to do, like they're saying what to do, what to do, what to do over and over and over. But the way that they change the, they drop it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then not to mention like the chorus, the way that they hold the word always, I don't know if you caught that, but like. Mm-hmm. They held it for like longer than you would expect them to, which is, I like it when, when bands do that, when like a lyricist, um, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, the word is always as in like, it's always this way or whatever they're talking about. So like holding that word, mm-hmm. you know, gives some like, it gives, it gives a little more weight to the meaning. Well, yeah, the, the, word. the word is always, and like, he's holding right. it for a long time. Right. I can't think of other examples of, of songs that do that, but well, we're yeah, we we talk about that all the time. We're both big fans of lyricists who put a unique, you know, like cadence on the way that they kind of squeeze in words sometimes, and you know, to to fit in a verse or something and do it in a unique way. I'm all about it, dude. Yeah, because you know, like it just makes you respect the thought that went into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, more so because like you know everything's deliberate and done for a reason um and here's something about this particular the recording for this particular record that's interesting to me it says here the the guitar player josh josh wise said that the band used a lot of first and second takes and tried to preserve a sense of immediacy and discovery Mm. that comes from putting things down before you really have a chance to think too hard cool so it's one of those things if you know they self-produced this record a a producer at a record label could have been like, hey, let's just have, you know, a few like let's have ten ten fewer uh what to do's on this song because you guys kind of repeat that over and over again and it's redundant. We don't need that. Versus that's what I like about it because you know, the words what to do said over and over again, that's like somebody's really struggling with with something, right? Like what am I going to do about this? Like what to do? And like, you can almost see the guy pacing back and it's forth. like an internal dialogue. That's the kind of shit that I, I fucking love, man. But anyway, um, this is another, another example of a great post-punk revival record. I'm not familiar with the rest of their catalog to know if, if this is, if this band, um, if this record represents the band like holistically, but this record at least like from start to finish is really solid. But yeah, anyway, Q, um, as I think we've said over and over again, we could stay in this decade, you know, and in and, and this pocket of bands, right? These types of bands, like forever, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's that could be our entire podcast. Yeah, really, really good. But, um, you know, any excuse to throw in another, another band from this era, um, I'm, I'm going to do it. But uh, honestly, maybe we will circle back into a full, a full episode on this record who knows because i'm telling you every single song is a is solid so we could we could do three or four songs three or four additional songs that's the funny thing uh, so maybe one day we'll do that but anyway um so yeah that was french kicks um and yeah that's our sidetrack so that means only one thank you it's time for what you heard's oh how exciting and um let me let me start first brother i got i got a doozy for you. you're gonna love it okay we'll see <laughs> we'll see if i love it all right so this is our segment if you don't know, where we each bring a track to the table. Doesn't matter what the track is, could be any any band, any genre. 
the only rule is it has to be something that we listened to uh, in between recordings. So it's, you know, basically just we listen to a lot of music. So why not, you know, sneak two other songs on our episodes? Right. That's the thought, at least. So, Q, what you got? So, as you know, Trav, I went back to school. Like, for real. Legit- I for real went back to school. <laughs> you legitimately went back to school. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I've, been, I've been looking for, uh, you know, those chill hop uh, lo-fi beats to study slash relax to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been wanting to say that all week, dude. Well, Q, I've, you know, I, I always consistently talk about records and songs that that I like to code to. So it's probably similar, right? Yeah, dude, this is your, this is your bread and butter, man. So I'm wondering if you've heard of this guy, his name's Leon Vinehall. Never heard of him. Okay, good. So this is a little more dancey, but it's, it's got that great down tempo quality, you know, really great textures and layers. And we're going to have to play a pretty good chunk of this song, dude, because of that, as we've mentioned with down tempo, really got to pay attention and you just got to, you know, embrace all those different textures and the way that they the layers loop and layer and all that. Yeah. So this is an album called Rojas. I think it's not Rojas with an A, but with a U Uh, came out in 2016 in parentheses designed to dance. So I need to be, if I'm not moving, if you're not moving and grooving, then then this is false advertising. Yeah, for sure. All right. So this is, a song called Paradise. 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 With the letter A. Par- par- there we go. Paradisia. Thank you, Travis. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, I love that guitar that they brought in. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, dude. That's exactly what we're talking about with like layers, you know? Um, yeah. And that's what makes this kind of music, if you're willing to in- invest in it, you know what I mean? Like, and if you're willing to get into that headspace or whatever, like that's what this kind of stuff is all about. Yeah. My favorite thing about down tempo music is like you can kind of lose track of it in the background. Like if you're playing it, mm-hmm. you know, while you're like, I don't know, doing dishes or something. And then something like that will happen, like something different will happen and, and it'll catch your attention, you know? Yeah. And then it kind of forces you to pay attention. So yeah, that's a artist named Leon Vinehall. That is a song called Paradisia from the album Rojas. Rojuice. Rojas. I don't know how to pronounce that, man. (laughs) All right, brother. What you got for us? What you been hearing lately? All right. This is fresh as far as what I've heard because I just heard this like this afternoon. Just heard it. I just heard it. All right. So this is a, this popped up on my, on my Discover Weekly. So shout out to Spotify. Um, but this is a really interesting soundtrack to an anime, a Japanese anime called FLCL. I have no idea anything about the, the anime um, at all. I just know that this is the soundtrack to it. Um, and this band is interesting. They're called The Pillows. And they're a Japanese rock band sort of like an alt rock band that formed in 89 whoa sweet and um you know so they put out some music in the 90s that was kind of like alt not grunge but alt rock like light lighter alt rock from what i could tell I is it more like that um kind of like the math rock kind of stuff that there's, um, there's a lot of great japanese no well not bands. okay i can't i can't speak to to their their music that they put out i, I listened to like one like 30 seconds of one track off of their 91 record just to get a feel for it but anyway um this came out in in november of last year this soundtrack i'm not sure what if this is like the the latest season of the show or what but that's not really important so we're going to listen to just one track off of this and then i'm going to talk about it i don't want to spoil i'm going to spill beans q but um it is important that they were an alt rock band from the 90s i'll just say that all right so all right, we're going to listen to, to track number seven here. It's called Stalker.
not often that you hear instrumental grunge rock like that. Yeah, you know? definitely kind of sort cool. of, you know, bends toward grunge, but there are a few songs on the record that are like that, but most of them are just more kind of your alt rock, uh, lighter side of alt rock, like REM or something like that. Okay. But, um, and a lot of, a lot of songs, they actually sing on it and they sing in Japanese. Um, but anyway, I, one of my favorite things, I love it when a soundtrack stands on its own, right? Where like, you don't need to know anything about the show or the movie or whatever. Um, you could just listen to the soundtrack as it's a standalone piece of music. You know what I mean? I mean, I feel that way about a lot of soundtracks, but also a lot of soundtracks sound like soundtracks. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, like it sounds like, oh, this is obviously a scene where, you know, some action is going down versus this is just a collection of good alt rock songs with some, you know, a, a little grunge flair here and there. But um, probably the, the the closest example to that that I can think of recently of like a soundtrack that stood on its own I talked about this last year. It was the soundtrack to um, this TV show called It's the End of the Fucking World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. You're a big fan of that one. Yeah. Graham Coxon uh, yeah. put that record together. He's, you know, he's on Blur. He's a member of Blur, the band Blur. I didn't um, know that the guy from Blur is also part of the Gorillas. I didn't know that either, which is insane. You told me that the other is day. Is it the same guy? Graham Coxon? I don't think so. Man, we don't know shit. About no goddamn gorillas. Let's find out. Probably not. Because uh, there's more than one, more than one members in, in Blur. So, uh, yeah, probably not because it's not popping up. <laughs> Damon Al Albarn. That's the other the other dude from Blur that formed the they're they're considered a virtual band gorillas man they were they were so ahead of their time q how did they know yeah that we'd all be virtual we should do an episode on the gorillas i think we need to do an episode on or another batch of episodes on electronic music after listening to your your what you heard just then like we barely scratched the surface when we did our quote-unquote electronic batch it was like there was nothing yeah i mean that's the we could do a whole podcast on electronic music. That's that's another another genre that we bo- both you and I like just love, right? You know what we could do, man? We could kick off 2021 with electronic tunes. I feel like that's how we kicked off 2020. 365 days, I feel like is a long enough time. Yeah, all right, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, I'm fine with that. Um we're trying to get away from like a series of episodes devoted to one particular thing, but that's the thing about electronic music. It's so varied that we could, you know, Gorillaz is not purely an electronic band, right? So maybe we could find some examples of, to sprinkle in just to get, you know, get a mix. I'll tell you who's a big fan of Gorillaz, my wife. She, I was like their, her favorite band in college. Oh shit. Cool. Or like in high school and stuff. Dude, has she heard their new album? It's fantastic. Uh, Probably not. She needs to give it a listen, man. Elton John's on there, man. Like, how new are we talking? Is that, like, brand new? Just came out, like, last month. Mm, okay. My favorite hip-hop group, Earth Gang, they're on there. It's a great segue into us talking about what's coming up here. So, the rest of the year, we're going to be doing episodes on our top 20 picks from 2020. 
So we're going to spread that out over four episodes, and then we're going to do an additional episode where we pick a handful of songs that were submitted to us by our listeners on Twitter. By our listeners and also from a few of our past guests. Yeah. Do we need to reach out to Mark? Hello. Yeah. All right. We're going to reach out to Mark of CD Addict <laughs> slash Mad World Records. All right. Anyway, so that's coming up. Those are fun because it's just nothing but music, really. And it's, you know, at least knowing the picks that I'm bringing to the table, it's a pretty wide range of, of genres and stuff. Oh, me too, man. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, it's just, it's just fun because it's literally just music. Um, we don't really dig that deep into the artist or anything like that because it's not the point. We're just playing music, right? So it's five songs an episode. Yeah, and I'm trying to bring some songs and artists that I haven't brought to the table yet as sidetracks or what you herds. If I can, you know, yeah. if, if, if possible, if I can escape sure. it. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah, that's that. So the rest of the year, it's going to be a good time. Nothing but tunes and nothing but new tunes from 2020. The year that we all lost, Q, the year that lives had to be placed on hold in, in, in big ways, but Music has always been there for us, Q. Lots of great music came out this year, man. Lots of really cool collaborations and, you know, different approaches to to albums. Yeah. Also, one thing we thought would be really cool is to also bring our favorite musical moments from this year and maybe do one per episode because there are some really cool things that happened this year in the world of music that we want to talk about that we haven't really talked about in any previous episodes throughout the year so yeah things that like like we've been meaning to just talk about it casually and we just always forget but yeah to 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 the point of like 2020 being such a weird year there's a lot of things that happened in the world of music that would not have happened had it not been for you know the pandemic and quarantine and all that stuff and we got some really cool stuff out of it so yeah we'll talk about a handful of things that are that really stood out to us that we remember from this year in the world of music. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. So um, tune in in the coming weeks, starting next week. Uh, it's going to be our year end recap episodes. And um, yeah. So uh, if you need to find us, you can find us on Twitter at no filler podcast, or you can go to our website, no filler podcast.com where you can find all of our show notes which includes track lists, um, any sort of source that we may have cited, any extra content that we may have mentioned, if we remember to throw it on there. Um, but um, every episode, going back to episode one, we're approaching 150 episodes. So there's a lot of content. There's a lot of content out there, man. It's kind of it's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. Yeah, I know. It is crazy. And uh, you can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the podcast network for music lovers q um if you like our show chances are you'll find some more podcasts on that network that you will also enjoy so that's pantheonpodcast.com and that's that that's a wrap for this episode we hope you enjoyed our double feature sidetrack with some uh some post-punk revival from long wave and french kicks yes and we are going to fade out with another one of our favorite long wave songs uh, this was one of the singles on The Strangest Things. Or is it Thing? Is it plural? I think it's Strangest Things. Or is it singular? The Strangest Thing? Uh, who knows? <laughs> strangest Things. God, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Strangest Things. <laughs> I, I'm just so used to Stranger Things. Yeah. 
So this song is called Everywhere You Turn, and that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, as always, for listening. My name is Quentin. And my name is Travis. Y'all take care. of households that start the year with peloton are still active a year later 92 percent because of a bike not just bikes we also make treadmills and rowers oh let me guess for elite athletes only right nope it doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try peloton bikes tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 